0: Welcome to the Single Lady Estates Podcast. My name is Bobby Wasserman and I'm the founder of Single Lady Estates. Thank you for spending some of your time with us. We had such a great response to our podcast on safety from a police perspective. We're going to dive into safety more in depth on what to look for when buying a home. From a police perspective, LAPD Senior Lead Officer Sean Dinsey was able to provide some great safety tips from a police perspective, with the main takeaways being get involved in your neighborhood and community. But when it comes to home buying, there are things that women look at in home safety versus men or couples. What role does safety actually play when looking to purchase? Los Angeles realtor Maxine Monina is joining us to discuss these issues. Max has been a realtor for 10 years and is currently with Pinnacle Estate Properties, working out of their Westlake Village offices. So what I love about Maxine is that she entered the real estate field after her divorce and has gravitated her business towards really helping divorced women purchase homes. Welcome, Max.
1: Hi, Bobby. Thank you so much for inviting me to Single Lady Estates. It's amazing that you've created this platform to share the experience and knowledge with your audience. I'm very happy to be here. Max,
0: one of the most impressive characteristics about how you provide service to your clients is the personal angle you take. Can you talk about why that is so important to you?
1: I went through a very, very bad, difficult divorce um, many, many years ago. And after speaking with so many other clients, Ladies that have gone through similar experiences, all spouses actually, men go through this as well, obviously. I found that everybody was coming up with the same scenario, that they were either having to sell a home, which they'd never done by themselves. They were having to purchase a home on their own for the first time, usually with children in tow, which doesn't make it easy. And then obviously there's the backside stories of what kind of funds are coming through, what they can afford to do. And it was very overwhelming for myself and what i would noticed for people moving forward. So my process was if I could pay it forward one client at a time and make sure that whatever I had gone through didn't happen to that next person, I was doing my diligence and that was what I was meant to do. I love
0: that story i'd like for you to just give us an overall market picture of what's been going on in the
1: real estate market over the past few months sure you know living in southern california i'm sure we've all seen this mass exit of people moving out of state this has made an impact on those areas like tennessee texas and utah as far as inventory and the value of property It's caused those areas to have an increase of up to 40%, where typically on the national average, it would be about 20%. So this has definitely made an impact across our country, not just California.
0: For the super hot markets, those sellers expecting multiple offers, and by that I mean a dozen or more offers all over asking, has that stopped? I think from my experience and those of my friends in other states, that has come to somewhat of a grinding halt.
1: It has. It definitely has slowed down. I don't know if it stopped, but it's definitely slowed down. We've obviously had an increase in interest rates. We're seeing a definite shift in the market, no question. Fewer offers at either full asking or below asking has become the norm. I work with a lot of first-time home buyers This shift has given them an opportunity to get an accepted offer and get them into a home. Sellers are willing to negotiate over pricing conditions much more than the last couple of years. So this has been great for a new buyer.
0: And during these frenzied times, people were doing a lot to ensure their offer was accepted so they'd have no inspections, no contingencies, et cetera. Is that changing at all? And if so, how?
1: Well- When interest rates started to shoot up, the investors, the flippers, the all cash buyers, they took a back seat. This is not their market. They need a deal, you know, something that they can turn over. And this was definitely not their market. So the average buyer or the new buyer, it became their market. Explain that a little bit. Well, historically, when we Anytime we go through a fluctuation in the market, right now, people say, you know, we're in a recession. Anytime we go through a fluctuation in the market, the interest rates go up. But in order to come out of that recession, in order for to stimulate the economy, the interest rates have to be lowered, obviously. So here we have new buyers that didn't get the opportunity because they were being skipped over because of these all cash offers and these multiple high end offers. Now they're kind of in the forefront, saying, "Okay, well, yes, the interest rate is a little high, but we can always change that down the road when that market shifts again." But at least I have a property that I can now invest for myself and my family. You know, I have a a co-worker and dear friend who recently gave me a, a line It was very. It rang true. It's cute that it rang true, and she said, "Marry the house." Date the rate. I I love that. So go find a house you like. Don't wait for the interest rates to go down. Don't wait for all this. Just get what you like now because that interest rates are always going to change. Always over history, they've always changed. Just because of the low
0: inventory, it doesn't seem that the housing market's going to crash or even go lower.
1: No, we still have a hard time with inventory because people obviously have done a lot in the last few years. But even then, we've had a difficult time with inventory. I would say in the last five years, easily.
0: So, well, now that the market's cooling a bit and buyers have some breathing room to find a home that really works best for them, what are you seeing buyers looking for? And probably more important, what should buyers look for?
1: Currently, our most prevalent buyer is looking for a property that is turnkey. It's just that young, newer family or single person that's looking for a home and it's easiest for them, just something that's model ready and they're basing their decisions on what they see online, photos, videos, social media. That's where they're getting their information. What buyers should be looking for is the condition of a property, the location of a property. Uh, these are things you can't see online. And this is what they need to do is pay more attention to the details of the location and the condition, as well as the price, of course.
0: Yes, Definitely, you know, when I was looking for a house, we had seen this great remodeled kitchen in an older mm-hmm. home. We were laughing about having, you know, a kitchen with a home attached right. because the rest of the home <laughs> wasn't upgraded. There was what we thought was like a tree root coming out of the master bedroom yep. floor. And they actually, uh, I looked back at that house, it sold and they got over asking
1: because mm-hmm. this
0: great kitchen.
1: It was also maybe about five or six months ago. That house today, I don't think would have done that. Yeah. I think people would have been more diligent doing their investigations a little more seriously instead of, oh my gosh, we can get this. Let's buy it now. You know, instead of doing that, they would have been more diligent. We don't know what situations arise. All we know is that when they walked in, they saw a beautiful kitchen, just like you said. It was beautiful. And don't worry about that bump in the middle of the bedroom. We'll just put furniture over it. Nobody on the notice.
0: Yeah, it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. It was like a speed bump in the middle of the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it totally was. And the floor was newly done. So everyone yeah. knew that there was something under there. Something going on. What are you seeing a difference post-pandemic of what women are looking for? For example, condos close to business hubs versus home in the suburbs more room, maybe they're going from
1: the downtown to the suburbs. What are you seeing? You know, the pandemic provoked a lot of change in our lifestyles for everyone, regardless of they were married, they were single children, no children, everybody all of a sudden got a dog, (laughs) you know, or some kind of a pet. So overnight, we had to become very compliant with having a home office, having schooling at the house, which meant kids needed to have a quiet, Place in the house that they could study or be on Zoom classes, even if that was a closet. This also gave many clients, women or otherwise, options to move into any area they chose. So it many ways opened up that door to well, I don't have to be 15 minutes from school. I don't have to be 30 minutes from work. I can find a larger home or something with a small yard, whatever that is, pretty much anywhere. And the affordability kind of went across the board, which again, with a low inventory, created these multiple offers that we were seeing back then too. So in a way, that pandemic, as horrific as that was, it provided people with this larger scope of where to go and how they can do it.
0: And it sounds like people took advantage of that.
1: They did. They absolutely took advantage of that. Absolutely, they did. And that's what made them very fussy. Well, I want it to be, you know, the kitchen has to be perfect and I want everything to be the way I like it or I'm not going anywhere. Well, it did. It created the sellers to be able to sit back and say, okay, here you go. You can have it at the right price. You can have it, I'm out. Now that
0: the pandemic is kind of somewhat in the rear view mirror, Mm. are you finding that people are discovering more options overseas or in other countries? Are you seeing people wanting to move out of the states.
1: I think that people are still deciding. A lot of people I'm seeing clients that I'm talking to are moving out of the country. I don't know how much the pandemic has to do with that anymore. I think they, this is my take. I think they recognized a different lifestyle. Yeah. I think that unfortunately we have a tendency to rush through life and rush through getting to work and getting the kids and doing uh, this whole process and it's exhausting and I think that the pandemic if it did anything it taught us to stop forcibly but it taught us to stop and now that things are opened up they're like wait a minute we have choices here I can do anything I can sell the house get an apartment whatever I can be out of an apartment get into a house move out of the country, move to a different state and still make my life work and probably have a happier, healthier, longer life. And I think that's probably the biggest change I've seen.
0: Yes. I have friends that are considering moving out of the country and not just to Canada, like to Europe.
1: Oh yes. I have clients that are moving to France. I know other clients that I've had that moved to Portugal. So I mean, yeah, we're spreading ourselves out for sure.
0: Interesting. Well, let's let's focus on the U.S. right now. Um, <laughs> from the safety perspective, what do you, as a realtor, look for when recommending properties
1: to single women? Do you have any guiding principles? I do. I try to put myself in my client's position, considering the safety of the area, the upkeep of the neighborhood, the condition of the property. Many times, I will suggest to my clients to drive around a neighborhood during the week, in the evening, or on the weekend, and just like hang out, whether it be go to the local park and play with the kids for half an hour, or just sit back in a corner in your car and just kind of listen and watch. I think we learn a lot about a neighborhood when you see it several times, not necessarily once during an open house or when your realtor is showing it to you. I think that it's a broader spectrum than that. There's a lot of safety features. Does the house have good lighting? Is there security in the neighborhood? Is there a neighborhood watch? Do people seem friendly? Is there public places and close proximity to where you are? You know, I think these are all factors, especially if you're a woman, a single woman living on her own. These are very important factors.
0: If you can boil that down to three primary must-haves when it comes to safety, what would that be?
1: I think the most important thing as a single woman would be number one have the best security home system that you can afford. Any system at all is better than no system at all. So have the best one that you can afford. The location of the property is important. Does it back to a main street? Is it in a very remote or non remote area? The third most important thing is does it have good lighting? Don't ever walk into your house with no lights, have timers for your lights. You come home with groceries, it's raining, we rush in. We have a tendency to not always think about our surroundings. And it's important to know that, okay, you know what? I have an automatic timer and the lights go on at whatever time that is. And I walk in, I know I never walk into a dark house. Don't walk into a dark house. Make sure that your entranceway at your front door is clear. Don't have a lot of bushes and trees there. That's not a good idea. Have it cleared out where people can see your front door. I think those are the most important things.
0: Excellent. I love the fact that as far as never walking into a dark house, we can control all that stuff from our phones now. It doesn't take a lot of time. You can get all this equipment and it's not expensive.
1: No, nope. not at all. And it's extremely important. I mean, if I can say anything, as a single woman helping so many single women with purchasing homes, selling homes, whatever that is, even when you're selling your house, you have your house listed on the market. Zillow sees it, you know, reference it. All these companies, people go online and they can see it. They're looking at pictures, right? So they're driving by. They shouldn't have to be able to drive by and see a dark house. Oh, maybe they're out of town. Maybe they're away. Maybe it's vacant. We don't want that. You know, you want to make it look like there's some activity going on in there for sure.
0: Yeah. And even when I had recently listed my house, a lot of people started driving by. But because there had been some crime in the neighborhood, people kept taking pictures of their license plates and putting (laughs) them on Nextdoor.
1: So (laughs) I recommend Nextdoor is a great app. You know, you want to know who your neighbors are. You want to know what's going on in the neighborhood. You know, move into a new area get on next door that's you know we're all here to help each other and work with each other so that's what it's about
0: and if you're the person that is in the car that gets tagged on next door it might be a little jarring the flip side of that is you know that you're moving into a neighborhood that they're diligent about their safety (laughs) exactly as someone who has just sold and then bought a house what can a buyer do to help their realtor find them the perfect property? Or what information would a realtor appreciate from their client to help them do their job more effectively?
1: Well, first of all, <laughs> there's no such thing as a perfect property. You're going to find one that you love and that you want to be in for a long time, and that that's great. But there's no such thing as a perfect property. My suggestion is have a wish list and a must-have list. I think it's important to have a reality check that when you are talking to your realtor that you know, first of all, if you have any questions, always ask your realtor. You shouldn't feel like anything silly or not important. Always ask. That's why we're here.
0: And the flip side to that, Max, is if your realtor laughs or dismisses the question, go find yourself another realtor.
1: Well, yeah, there's that. For sure. This is a relationship business and you want to be able to communicate with your realtor and say, listen, I'm going to throw you a text or an email or a phone call. And I really would like some kind of an answer. And if I don't personally have the answer, I'll ask, you know, I'll ask the owner the manager of my company. There's people far superior and smarter than I certainly am. I don't know it all. So, you know, there's always somebody around that can answer questions for us if they get too complicated. But with that being said, I do believe it's important to have a relationship with your realtor that you feel comfortable reaching out and saying, I don't understand this. I don't understand what I'm signing. I need to know why I'm doing this. And it's important. It's a big step. So make the right decision. But as far as what helps me or any realtor, I would think help with a client helping them would be write a wish list, right? This is what I really must have. And this is really what I would like to have on planning property. I think that's very important. And it keeps it in perspective for the client as well. And
0: just from a realtor's perspective, what top advice would you give women homeowners?
1: I do believe the biggest thing is Obviously, you want something that you love and that you're going to enjoy, but I do believe that the biggest thing is a safety concern is always the location and the condition of the property. And I say condition as part of a safety concern because you want to buy something that is sound. You don't want to buy something that needs a roof in a year. That's It could be a huge safety concern when we get heavy rains. You know, I mean, you want to buy something that's in good condition step-by-step step through the home buying process, a good realtor will make sure to get all of the facts. And then you become a proud homeowner. You need to take care of that investment. You want to enjoy it, but you want to take care of it because it's kind of like teaching your oil in the car every, what, six months or three months. You know, if you take care of it, it'll take care of you. And it's the same exact thing with a house.
0: Yeah, I've known people that have left tens of thousands of dollars on the table for little fixes that they could have easily done on the way, you know, on the way to selling that home, and that they, they just don't. And yes, it's, it, in the end, it costs you money, a, a lot of money, quite frankly. Yeah.
1: yeah. And, you know, at some point, you want to perhaps sell that property, whether you purchase a, a condo or a townhome or whatever it is to start, and you want to move on to something bigger, smaller. You want to take care of it because when you open that home up to buyers that are coming in to purchase your home, You want to be able to say, listen, yes, this was well taken care of. And that will pay off. In the end, that will pay off.
0: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I really want to emphasize that in this age of technology, we tend to develop relationships and communities online and tend to put those personal face-to-face interactions on the back burner. Yet it is so important to have a strong, trusted relationship with your realtor, especially for women.
1: Mm -hmm. I absolutely agree with you this is how I see it. I believe this is a service business. I'm here to serve and to help and make sure that my clients are comfortable with this process, which we don't all do every day in a step-by-step format and make those clients happy one by one. That's very important to me.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Max, thank you so much for your time and perspective. Where can people find you?
1: Well, as a realtor, I can be reached many ways. However, the best way to get a hold of me is either through Maxine Menino Real Estate. My contact information is all there. I would just like to say that this is definitely a service business. It's extremely important to me to make those steps and build those relationships.
0: And that's why people come back to you. You've got friends of friends and relatives coming your way. So congratulations on that.
1: I do. Thank
0: you. I do. Thank you, everyone, for uh, listening to the Single Lady States podcast. To learn more about the information that Max discussed and to join our community, go to our website at singleladystates.com, connect and engage with our community, and be sure to subscribe to our podcast.